For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Bird 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. And join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good undefeated Monday morning. Eagles fans, appreciate you streaming in here on Birds 365. You got your Mac and Mac bros, McMullen and McDonald here to hang with you for the next two hours. It is a non-game recap Monday. We've had two out of the last three weeks be just that because of the uh, bye week and also the Eagles playing on Thursday night. So we recapped that one on Friday. So we got an entire week plus a day to get ready for the next Eagle contest on the field, which would be the commanders on a Monday night, full week ahead uh, <laughs> before we get to another Eagles game. Uh, J Mac, how was your non covering the Eagles weekend? Uh, it was good, Jody, you know, got to see some other teams, got to see the Washington commanders up close, uh, some good, some bad with that team. Um, got to see uh, a little, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you know, um, you know, the two teams that are supposedly better than the Eagles. And I don't think they are, by the way, we could start there. Um, I think Philadelphia fans need to uh, show some cojones and forget about it. You got the best team in football. Don't be scared of it. Say it, say it. They, they have the only undefeated team in football. That's for damn sure. And Oh, by the way, yeah, the Buffalo Bills stubbed their toe yesterday against the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. How about that take and receipt, said coach of the New York Jets, Robert Sala, beating the supposed best team in the National Football League. And along those lines, I did check it this morning. The Buffalo Bills are still, you know, I get uh, all worked up about power rankings, which I know <laughs> means absolutely nothing. It's it's a beauty. By the way, they'll mean nothing this week too when the Eagles are number one. 
They'll still mean nothing. Probably. But they they're, should be number one. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna probably jump to one, number one across the board, as they should. And you're right, it means nothing. But you know where it does actually mean something, John? Uh, at least to individuals around the country in their pockets. They're still the second choice in the betting markets. The Bills, despite losing yesterday, are still the favorites to win the Super Bowl yeah. somewhere yeah. between two and three to one. And in most of the outlets, you can still get five to one on the Eagles to win the whole thing. Yeah, I, I you know, I and I saw something uh, from Dan Orlovsky this morning or last night, or he tweeted about something about Patrick Mahomes. And if you don't have, you know, somebody like 15, you can't win the Super Bowl. And I'm like, they're coming off a game where they had the scratch and claw to win in overtime. The guy was spectacular. He threw the football, I think, 68 times. He had 446. My point here, Jody, is though, Tennessee's playing with a quarterback who can't, they have no company, can't play. They don't even let him throw the football. Right. Uh, and they almost beat him. There are other ways to win a football game. You, you've heard me talk on this show, that playoff game last year with the Chiefs and Bills. Oh, we can't keep up with that. And this was people around the league. Um, no, you can't keep up with that. But guess what? Play a different way. Right. As you mentioned, the Bills have lost twice. Kansas City has lost twice. And they almost lost again. So there are other ways to win football games. I I, I get so frustrated with that. Yes, if it's a shootout, you're going to have a very difficult time keeping up with Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. Well, you just saw it with your Jets yesterday. You can play different ways. You can do different things. You can win games in other manners. And and the Eagles are the most well-rounded team in football. So, you know, I think, let's be honest. I mean, you've been around this town for a very long time on the airways, Jody McDonald. This town is always waiting for the other shoe to drop and, and always waiting for bad things. They always consider themselves the underdogs. And then you have Saturday and the Phillies lose on the same, even the Philadelphia Union, the first city in history to lose championships on the same day. And the Union, by the way, will have to get Kevin Kincaid on. They just totally blew that. I mean, they, they, they snatched uh, victory from the jaws of defeat. So Philadelphia is used to this. And they're saying, oh, I don't know for that good. I don't, I don't know. No, no, no. You're not throw away the underdog mess. That's what I said. Throw them away. You're not the underdog. You're the big dog. You're the best team. Now, this is the NFL. And the great equalizer is always injuries. So we talked about power rankings. We're entering week 10. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you get the wrong injuries. But if this team is healthy, they're better than Buffalo. They're better than Kansas City. They're a better football team. They do more things well than those two teams. Simple as that. And, and I agree with you basically across the board on everything you said. But you did mention injuries. And the Eagles have been relatively injury-free. No one gets through a season without uh, injuries and even injuries to key guys. Everybody's going to get their, 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 their games missed because of injury. To this point, comping the Eagles to all other teams and specifically the teams that uh, we mentioned in the same breath with the Eagles as the top two, three, four, five teams in the league. They've had less injuries uh, to significant guys than, than I think anyone else. 
But they did suffer an injury on Thursday night with uh, Jordan Davis going down. And they're, despite winning against the Texans, the Texans are one of the uh, dregs of the NFL at this stage. Um, there were some weaknesses that popped up, and the biggest of which is the other team's ability to run the football and the ability of the Philadelphia Eagles to tackle. Um, they right now are the 32nd ranked tackling team in the NFL. For those of you who haven't been paying close enough attention, 32nd would be last. There are 32 teams in the National Football League, and according to Pro Football Focus, they would be 32nd after another bad tackling night against the Texans. They fell from 31st to 32nd to dead last in the National Football League. Johnny Mack, you just gave us a nice little two-minute soliloquy on why the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the National Football League. Can they sustain that being the worst tackling team in the NFL? Well, you know, I've been talking about that for weeks, Jody, as you know. I've been yes. bringing up the nitpicking. I've been talking about the tackling basically since week one when they missed 15 against Detroit. Against Detroit. And then yep. they overcorrected. They got a little bit better, and I expected them to. Um, and then they've fallen back into those ways, and I think they missed 14 against Houston. So it was almost back to the Detroit levels. Um, it, it, you know, it's a give and take and, 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 and they have, you know, decided it's more important. We just talked about Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Everybody's out there. Orlovsky's out there. You can't do this. You can't do that. They have decided as an organization, it is more important to stop the passing game than a running game. Um, and, and for the most part, I agree with that for the most part. Um, we'll see when Derrick Henry arrives and hopefully Jordan Davis is back for that game, by the way, that's his first game eligible to be back. And I hope he's back for that game, but, um, which, which, oh, by the way, sorry to interrupt. You won't know. I won't know. Eagles. Nation oh, no, yeah. Nobody no. will know because they will keep it like uh, oh, yeah. nuclear, uh, code secret. Yeah. Uh, the high level secrecy of how Jordan Davis is actually recuperating will be off the charts. Yeah, you're you're correct about that. And, you know, he might be rusty and they're probably not going to have an easy time even with him stopping Derrick Henry in a running game. So there's another example. They're going to have to win a game in a different way. Uh, they're not going to stop him uh, for, you know, at least, you know, you hope. 150 doesn't turn into 220 with Derrick Henry, but if he's healthy and he's ready to go, you're probably going to have some issues. Doesn't mean he can't win the game. And and that's the, the Eagles have made this conscious decision. Look, everybody loves that Chauncey Gardner Johnson leads the NFL in interceptions and he's this playmaker, sort of like Trayvon Diggs last year when he led. And everybody would say, Well, yeah, but he gives up big plays. There's a give and take to this, Jody. Yep. And and Jonathan Gannon says all the time, you know, every defensive call has a weakness. And and some guys, he calls it, some guys are put under stress and, and tough duty. And you got to stand up to it. That's just the way it is. It's a give and take. And they've decided uh, that it's more important to have the playmakers and Slay and Bradbury and Gardner Johnson. And they're all making plays. And even Kaiser White and Javon Hargrave up front, they're all making plays. But, yeah, they're going to miss some tackles. They're not a great tackling team. And they're 8-0 being the worst tackling team. So if you look at those pro football focus rankings, though, 
all the other categories, you know, they're pretty much top 10 across the board. Most oh, of yeah. them top five. So they're not perfect, but special teams is another issue. Um, and they're in bottom uh, 10 there. Um, but yeah, yeah, they're not perfect and they don't tackle well. And they're never going to be a good tackling team with so many undersized players and so many guys who were concerned about making plays in the passing game. So you got to live with it. There's a little bit of a give and take. Right. And they've lived with it to the tune of it ain't no record so far, which is uh, certainly doable. I want to run one other thing by uh, before we get our first guest up. We got two good uh, guests coming your way. Frequent contributors here on Birds 365, Chris Franklin from NJ.com, who jumps on with us usually day after a game. But uh, like John, he was traveling back from Houston on Friday, so we're getting him up today. And then our number two, our bud, Rob Motti, who we haven't had on in about a month, uh, covers the entire uh, National Football League lead reporter for uh, Associated Press, is going to jump in. Uh, in hour number two. Uh, so yesterday, John, I'm watching all the action after suffering through the Phillies loss on Saturday night, get up, get back into it on Sunday morning with the NFL um, to get ready for the CBS show uh, that I do Sunday nights. And I got the red zone channel on because they do a great job jumping around from game to game to game to game. I got two games on, so I'm uh, doing the remote control thing. But I'm realizing that the red zone has got one game they almost never go to. And it's the Patriots and the Colts. And there's a reason for it, because the Colts stink. They're just doing nothing on offense. Jonathan Taylor was inactive for the game. And you got Sam Ellinger pulling the trigger for the Indianapolis Colts. Start number two. Uh, they moved off Matt Ryan. Supposedly Ryan has an injury. I would kind of question that as to whether he's actually hurt or not. I think they wanted to get another quarterback in there. So the, the injury was exacerbated. Um, but Sam Ellinger started the last two games and his numbers are surely not awe-inspiring. Yesterday, uh, just snuck over 100 yards. I think he had like 103, 109, something like that, in the very low hundreds. And the Colts scored three points, three. Three, three points yesterday, lowest output in the entire National Football League. And then it dawned on me, they've got another quarterback on that team. Matt Ryan is injured slash bench. Yeah. Sam Ellinger is not good enough to be an NFL quarterback. And Nick Foles is standing on the sideline holding a clipboard, not getting put into a game in which the Colts scored three points. You've got one of the greatest off-the-bench quarterbacks, at least for a short run, in the history of the National Football League, and Frank Reich hasn't put him in yet. Two questions. Number one, why? And number two, you don't think this can continue with Sam Ellinger playing. We're 13 days away from the Eagles having to go to Indianapolis and take on the Colts. You know it's going to be the Eagles against Nick Foles in 13 days, don't you? Nah, I don't think so. No? I, you think no. they're going to stick with Sam Ellinger? Well, and if they don't, they'll go back to Matt Ryan. You know, I, yeah, it, it, yeah, I mean, their, their whole thought process, and I presume, and who knows what they're thinking, to be honest, because they're making this. Here's what sense. I'm thinking. Frank Reich's uh, coaching for his job. Well, if he's coaching for his job. got to be unbelievably hot. And he's going to stick with Sam Ellinger knowing full well he'd get his you-know-what fired in the next two weeks? 
I don't think he's going to get fired in the two. You never know. I mean, Jim this Irsay is, is this is this kind is of a wild card. We're talking about here. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of a wild card. He gave him the vote of confidence, but he's kind of a wild card. If he if he felt you know he was coaching for his job, he wouldn't have benched Matt Ryan. I mean, it, it, you know, he's uh, it, it, Matt Ryan is not nearly what he once was, obviously, and they're going to move on. And that's been the problem with Indianapolis, with the exception of Philip Rivers, who only played one year because he retired, but was tremendous in that one year. And as Nick Sirianni will point out, Philip Rivers got two people jobs. He got Nick Sirianni's job and he got Matt Eberflus's job because the Colts were really good that season. And Philip Rivers was really good, but he walked away. And that's what happens when you have aging quarterbacks. Um, you never know. They might just wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm done. Uh, but in the case of Matt Ryan, I mean, he's worlds better than Sam Ellinger, and he's worlds better than Nick Bowles, even at this declining stage. So if you're coaching just desperately trying to make your best chance to win a game, you're going to play Matt Ryan. My assumption is they wanted, they know he's not the long-term answer, so they wanted to try the kid and see if there was anything there, and there's nothing there. And they probably should have known that. Um, but if you're you're not going to go from – one aging quarterback to another aging quarterback, and the first aging quarterback's a lot better than the second aging quarterback. I mean, that that makes no sense to me. Uh, but not a lot of what the Colts do makes sense uh, over the past few few years. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if Ursay went back on his uh, boat of confidence, but he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it in season. You see what's going on in Carolina. Um, there's nothing's accomplished by firing coaches in season other than I guess you have a little bit of a head start doing, doing the due diligence, right. but you can't it's talk we, to them. We questioned Eagles when they, they waited one week before they hired, uh, fired Doug Peterson. Yeah, and they how that worked behind out. in the entire process. Yeah, but they got the best coach by far, by, by far, by far or by luck. By luck, but by far. Okay, yeah. You know, I, I they're on both. On yeah. both fronts, you're right. Both can be right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, they got lucky, but they got the best, and they were late. Um, the point is you can't talk to these guys. Now, you can get your ducks in a row. and mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of people say, you know, Sean Payton this, Sean Payton that. You're not going to Carolina. You're not. You're not. He's not. Uh, you know, he, he He's going to go to Dallas if Dallas doesn't win. And if Dallas isn't there, he's going to go to another nice scenario. Probably not Miami anymore because Mike McDaniel's doing a heck of a job. Um, so, you know, his window is shortening. But he's not going to Charlotte. Um, nothing against Charlotte. It's a nice town. But everybody knows Sean Payton's not going there. Um, so I don't know what the advantage really is. All right, so I'm going to put you on the record right now, and I'll be willing to jump right on with you. Next week, the Colts have the Broncos at home. Certainly a winnable game. Denver hasn't played all that well. Russell Wilson's uh, status up in the air. Um, so that's a game that if they're still in the mix, which they are, they're in second place. They're below 500. They're 3-5-1. But with Tennessee letting that game slip out of their grasp last night, uh, and Jacksonville and Houston both beneath them in the standings. They should still be very much motivated to get wins, starting with next week against Denver, and then the week after against the Eagles. 13 days from now, who's the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts? 
You know, if, uh, since it's election season, I'll go the 538 routes. I'll give you numbers. I'll, I'll say 40% Ellinger, 35% uh, uh, Matt Ryan, and the rest Nick Foles. And it probably shouldn't be that high with Nick Foles. All right. I'll give you the exact same numbers. In the exact opposite order, Nick Foles' favorite to be their starting quarterback, 40%. Matt Ryan, 35%. I'll leave him in. Sam Ellinger stinks. He can't play. Well, I agree and with if that. They put him out there next week against Denver, whose defense is actually not terrible. It's certainly better than their offense, led by uh, uh, the very highly paid Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, he'll get nothing done again, so they'll have to make a change. So Ellinger last at 15%, whatever. We got the exact same numbers, exact opposite order. Foles first, Ryan second, and, and, third. And by the way, Matt Ryan, I, I don't know if it's real or not, but they, they did talk about some kind of injury. So I don't know if he's completely healthy. So that would affect things. Um, but it, yeah, it, look, it tells me something um, that – Sam Ellinger started over Nick Foles with Frank Reich. Look, I think in any other town, nobody even considers this, but this is Philadelphia, and it's all Nick Foles and the Folesian Society. I mean, and you know, it, I'm not a member of the Folesian Society. No, I know, but, but it just makes too much sense for him not to be the quarterback against but, the Eagles. But, two weeks but from if now. Frank Reich thought Sam Ellinger was the better route to go than Nick Foles, what does he think of Nick Foles after getting him in practice at this point? I mean. I, I I don't I I I don't I don't think he's starting here. No, he's he's rolling the dice with the youngster because they they know they've already seen enough Matt Ryan to go. Yeah, that two year plan might not even be worth the one year plan. So let's uh, roll the dice here. So they've seen two weeks of Sam Allen. I've seen enough. He's not an NFL quarterback. Nick Foles is still an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Might Do not we know be a, that. Do we know uh, that? Because I mean, he, yes, because he's already he's already done it. Yeah, but it's he, not. He might it, not be, in your opinion, not seeing him in practice. We're all both just throwing darts at a dartboard here, but not seeing him in practice. Who knows for sure? We didn't do know he's already accomplished it. We've well, never seen Matt, Sam Ellinger be an NFL quarterback. Well, I know he could play in 2018, but you know what? Are, what, what year are we in? Uh, 20, 2022. 2022 <laughs> with you know a guy who knows him really well. And remember, forget about the the benching of Matt Ryan. When Matt Ryan was a starter and the two-year plan was still in place, and I know we got to get the break. I got to do this quickly. Sam Ellinger was the backup, not Nick Foles. So uh, that tells me a lot. That tells me a lot that maybe Frank, you know, uh, it's one of those things where, like when Doug Peterson and the Eagles brought Jay Ajayi back, and one of my favorite Doug moments – you know, he's not the same guy. You know, I, I can't say what he said because it was off the record, but he essentially said he's not the same guy. You know, people, things move on. It's, it doesn't stay in the stasis. Understood. And I don't think Nick Falls 2022 version will be the Nick Falls 2018 leading them to a Super Bowl win version. He's better than the other quarterbacks of the Indianapolis Colts. They're not better team. than Matt Ryan. Come on. Come on. There's a reason why Matt Ryan's on the bench. 
And they can say they created this. No, there was no injury reported at the end of the game when last he played. And suddenly, uh, during the, the week, I, all of I a sudden, this injury yeah. cropped oh, okay. up to Matt Ryan. Yeah. Uh, oh, he did not get hurt injured. in the game, but so somehow he became injured. I'm t- Nick Foles, write it down, Johnny Mac. 13 days from now, the Philadelphia Eagles better be prepared to face Nick Foles. Because he's going to be starting. Well, they're going to they're going to beat Colts. that team like a drum, no matter who's at quarterback. They better worry about that brunt of the Washington Commanders. They got to get through that first. Yeah, first things first. All right, first things for us are going to be to talk to our first guests, our pal Chris Franklin from NJ.com. Going to jump in here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit, and the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Monday get-together, a non-victory following Monday, because the victory was gotten Thursday night. And uh, we would have had Chris Franklin on Friday, but he, like Johnny Mack, was coming back from Houston. But he's back safe and sound here in New Jersey, good enough to jump in with us. Uh, Chris Franklin, I'll ask you the same question I asked my partner. How was your non-Eagles weekend? 
it was really good. You know, I got to actually sleep in. You know, those late games get us. The, 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 oh, those late games you, really did you get, get an extra oh. hour of sleep like the rest of the world? Because it screwed some of us. I had to put in an extra air on the hour on CBS Sports Radio because they turned the stupid clock back at <laughs> yeah. 2 o'clock. My shift's supposed to end. Oh, no, do the 1 o'clock hour again, Jody Mac. Uh, so you got an extra hour unlike me. Well, here's the problem. I got up. I was so amped from, from that Union game and then went to the Phillies. And I was like, well, I think I can sleep. Back up again. It's one o'clock again. Oh man! So yeah, yeah it was fun. <laughs> those, those those night games, and we got another one, Chris, coming up. I get like man. three hours of sleep, maybe, on those night games, and then then it back. They are brutal. And and the problem is the Eagles are really good. So that's where I want to start with you. The problem is the Eagles are really good. So we're gonna get. We're going to get games moved. We're going to get more night games. It's going to be a disaster for us. But <laughs> I, I, I want to, I want to pick your brain because I'm at this position. I want to see if you are. Uh, you cover the Philadelphia Eagles for a living. You report on this team for a living. Are you willing to say this is the best team in the NFL? Because I am. Right? This is the best team in the NFL. Now it doesn't mean anything. It's Week Ten. Um, and I always say injuries are the great equalizer. You don't know what's going to happen um, the back end of the schedule. But right now, who cares about Buffalo? They're losing to Jody's Jets. Who cares about Kansas City? They got to have the quarterback throw it almost 70 times to beat a quarterback that Tennessee won't even let throw the football. <laughs> Why you know, is this not the best team in football? I'm teetering. I'm I'm pretty much I still think I still look at the Bills and I just look at that roster and that defense. I'm just thinking like, you know what? I I, I still if it, it had to be a neutral field head to head right now, I still put the Bills ahead of the Eagles. That's that's the only team that I put put there. I look at the Chiefs, I still see holes in their offensive line right now and they gotta patch a lot of stuff up right now because the Titans did a good job limiting for the most part, for most of the game, limiting Patrick Mahomes, especially Travis Kelsey too. So I look at the Eagles, I think they have I think the Eagles still have a very complete team, but if you put Josh Allen going against defense, getting the ball out quickly and some of those moves that uh, is his capability, and then you look at the Eagles offense going against that Bills defense, I think right now there's still a slight edge to the Bills for that. Yeah. I'll give you the one team that may be better than the Eagles, the Tua Tungabaloa-led Miami Dolphins, because there may be only one undefeated team, but there are two undefeated quarterbacks. Jalen yeah, they're they're very explosive. And, and I, I give Mike McDaniel a lot of credit because he plays to the strengths of, of Tua and, and he gets rid of the football quickly and, and he's got such great weapons. They're doing they're doing a great job. But that well, team's well, got both holes. of you guys were down there in that hot uh, Miami City this past August, right? When the yeah, Eagles yeah. and the Dolphins were going through joint practice. How, yeah. how'd that go for the Eagles? They're fa- my dolphins are fast. I'll give that. Dolphins are fast and they're quick. Yeah, they're fast. And that's I told you, not- Darius took the day off. He got one look at Tyreek Hill and said, "You know what? It's <laughs> oh, hot. Man. It's hot. It's hot." His, his his ankle injury that day very comparable to Matt Ryan's shoulder injury uh, these days. Uh, <laughs> someone decided it was a good idea. And they go, "Oh yeah, he's hurt. He's hurt. That's why he's standing on the sidelines." Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, oh, take God. a day. Take it there. Yeah. Well, Matt Ryan thing. I really think I was listening. I was listening to you guys. Long time listener, first time caller. Right? <laughs> but uh, I was listening to you guys earlier, and I'm sitting there when it came to Matt Ryan. I'm sitting there looking like, 
you know, I think I really think Ursa's trying to tank it. He wants to get the highest pick possible. Yeah, so maybe. he sent the director down and then he's like, and then he'll clean the house after that. Who knows? Maybe Frank's back over this side in Philly. Who knows? But I, I think it's one of those things where they're gonna keep Erlinger as long as they can. Like, no, he's developing. Meanwhile, he's just looking like yeah. he's not our guy. Yeah. Get Bryce Young or something like that. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> they might be they might be in full tank mode, and that would lean towards Sam Ellinger going. But in my product, and we we got to talk about the Commanders first. But I I do want to say I think it's least likely that Nick Bowles will be starting. I think if Frank's coaching for his job, you go back to Matt Ryan. If you're tanking, you play Sam Ellinger. Now, somebody gets hurt, then Nick's in the game. That'll be exciting for, obviously, storyline purposes. But other than that, I think it's the least likely scenario. But I want to go back to this Bills, this Chiefs thing. This Because I think you were talking about Saturday, Chris, and you see the union just – how do you lose yeah. that game? Uh, and the Phillies, the, the Phillies were significant underdogs, and the bats went silent, and they lost to a better team. But they had a great run. But I, I think Philadelphia's got this mentality that the other shoes always dropping, and they're the underdog. Guess what? They were the underdog in the World Series. They were the underdog in the MLS Cup. They're not the underdog here. They have the best team, but everybody's worried. Everybody assumes in Philadelphia, oh, we can't be. No, you have the best team. Simple as that. There's no jinxes, no nothing. You have the best, most well-rounded team. That's where I am with the Philadelphia Eagles. See, I think I think it's been so long. It's, it's been ingrained in so many people's minds. Even if you look back, 93, you look at 93 with the, with the Phillies. You look at the Flyers teams that should have won. It, it, and you look at, even I'll go back to the 04 Eagles that should have won. And there's questions, of, I know there's questions about what happened during halftime and all that other stuff with the Patriots or whatever, whatever's going on there. But I think it's just one of those things where even if things are going going well, it's always going to be that doubt in the mind. And you need to feel like that role of underdog. And, and even it, it, it would be, very Philadelphia-like to see this team go all the way through, and then next thing you know, in the divisional round, that's when they lay their egg and they're out. I don't see that happening, but I I understand. It's just like Chris Rock. I I don't like it, but I understand. It's one it's one of those things. When there, I'll give you a reason why uh, at least a percentage of the Philadelphia fan base will stick with where they're at. The quarterback is telling them to. He keeps professing, well, we're not there yet. We've got to improve. This has got to get better. That's his mantra is there's room to grow and or we're still a work in progress. So they're buying into what their quarterback's saying. He's the leader of the team. We sing the praises all the time of what a leader Jalen Hurts is. Well, the leader's saying we're not there yet, Johnny Mac. You're saying they are. They've arrived. They are atop the mountain. Well, that's the quarterback they're, says they're... no. Their sentiment is one of the reasons they're so good, because even though they are so good, I always said like A.J. Brown came into um, the big game uh, and, and he was talking about the drop and getting caught from behind. He wasn't talking about his touchdowns. He wasn't yeah. talking about the big plays. I think that's a great mentality for the superstars to have, but it doesn't mean I have to have it. It doesn't mean I don't have to look and say, oh, you know what? It's A.J. Brown one week. It's Dallas Goddard. Uh, uh, on Thursday night, I mean, they, they they couldn't cover Dallas Goddard to save their lives. I, I I mean, and and Nick Sirianni went to the Dallas Carter. That was a great quote, Chris. I don't know if you remember that one when he said they're big, they're past, <laughs> and they didn't want their past twice. 
with <laughs> Dallas Goddard. But I mean, this team has so much talent um, on on both sides of the football. So many difference makers on both sides of the football. Um, yeah, injuries can derail. I'm look. Buffalo can beat them. Kansas City can beat them. You see it in the NFL all the time. I mean, they're not head and shoulders above those two teams. But those two teams should be more worried about the Eagles than vice versa. If the Eagles bring their A game, this is all I'm saying. If the Eagles bring their A game, they're beating everybody. Doesn't mean they're going to bring their A game when it counts. Well, I also think their A game includes tackling downfield too. And no, that's they what can't we're tackle. Doing. That's big yeah. game. They can't tackle. Doesn't matter. See, that scares we, we me. We were talking about that. They, they can't tackle. That's not because, getting better. Because when you have these weapons down there, like we have Stefan Diggs going across, and we've seen the guard across the field, Travis Kelsey going across the field. I, I ain't going, I'm not going as far as the Kadarius Tony because we all know what happens with them. But when you got guys like that who are fast, and this team has had a lot of issues when it comes to tackling, just like in the second and third levels. And that really is a concern to me. And I'm looking at this. I'm looking down the line when you, it's a little bit colder. It's a little tougher to bring these guys down. How When is that going to happen? When is that going to come into fruition fully? And that, that's the part that really has me worried when you're facing these high-powered offenses overall. Well, they don't have to worry about a high-powered offense next week. Uh, the <laughs> coming to town. Taylor Heineke came back to the pack a little bit after a – injection uh adrenaline rush in week number one not great to a bad pick uh to set up minnesota to get even in the game in the second half um the washington defense played well they like the eagles shut down a high-flying minnesota offense but didn't do a whole heck of a lot on uh the on offense yesterday with taylor heineke should the eagles be concerned about the washington defense that's uh coming to town next monday night I think they should be because it's the second time they're seeing them and they got no good use to the flow of what these guys have done in the past. Now, obviously, it's going to be tweaks when it comes to offensively, but I think overall, when you look at the – I'm not so much worried about the run game. I'm worried about the pass rush, and I think it won't just be the front four. I think we'll see a little bit more blitzing because I think the Houston Texans, when they were able to get – they got pressure with their front four with, with Green and uh and the other Phillips. I wasn't – Hughes, that's right. Thank you very much. Hughes, you got the pressure from the outside from those two guys, so they had that available. I know everybody's talking about the Mylotta thing and Nick Sirianni taking the, the blame for that, but I still think a lot of these teams are going to still try to bring blitzes, especially from that right side, to try to flush Hurts to his left. And he's done better, credit to Hurts, he's done better rolling to his left, but I still see that being one way that these teams are going to try to just get the ball out of his hands quickly and force him to be accurate. Yeah, I, I, I think the Eagles are going to have trouble with that front. That front is – and Nick Sirianni talked about it in the first game. That's the best front in the NFL. And they're probably going to get Chase Young back this week to add to it. So, you know, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, they just tortured uh, Minnesota yesterday. Um, and the Eagles uh, – you know, for years the Vikings have had a bad offensive line, but they don't anymore. Darisol is playing at a high level. They got a first-round pick, first-round pick, second-round pick, second-round pick, second-round pick. They got a lot of talent on their offensive line. They haven't been bad on the offensive line this year. And that Washington front just murdered them. Um, now, but the good news is Taylor Heineke is so limited. I mean, <laughs> you you take away the back judge. I don't know if you guys saw the long touchdown. <laughs> yeah. You take away the back judge. 
He throws for 99 yards in that entire game against a team that can't stop anybody throwing the football. So, yeah, they might have some trouble blocking Washington's front, but Taylor Heineke's so limited. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. The Eagles are so well-rounded. Other teams have great this, great that. The Eagles are so well-rounded, and that they'll win it a different way. Time out, time out, Philadelphia. Do, do either one of you guys want to take a wager on which team registers most sacks next week? The Eagles or the Washington, this stellar defensive front that Washington's bringing in here to face the Eagles on who's going to get sacked more next week, Jalen Hurts or Taylor Heineke? They only got Carson Wentz eight times last time. Now I know no, there's Carson, a big difference. Carson there's Wentz a big holds difference. on the ball a little one, bit longer. One quarterback holds on to the ball. One quarterback is desperate to get rid of it. Uh, I, I get that. <laughs> Knowing that, I'm still willing to willing to take all wagers that the Washington quarterback goes down more than the Philadelphia quarterback this upcoming Monday night. Any takers? Um, still going. I think it'll be. I think it'll be about even. I think it's going to be two and two. Two or two or three or three. Yeah, I, I really I believe that. It, that could go either way because Heineke is dead. As I said, he's desperate to get rid of the football. Ball comes out early. That that eight sacks, and that's why. And, and Jonathan Gannon says this all the time, and I know Jody doesn't agree with me, but I I agree with JG. You know, sacks. If you're playing Tom Brady, for instance, you're not getting a lot of sacks. I mean, you're not. He's getting rid of the football. He knows where to go. He's going to make the decision. You're not getting a lot of sacks. If you're playing Carson Wentz, you got a chance to get a lot of sacks because he's going to hold on to the football. And the Eagles did, to their credit. That's a great game. But just because they have nine sacks and then fans are upset because the next week it goes down to one or two or whatever the heck it was, um, it's about the quarterback. The quarterback's holding on to the stinking football. And there are certain guys who are not going to let you sack them. Like, look at Washington yesterday. Now, if you guys watched it, because that game was on locally, they only had two sacks, but Kirk Cousins gets rid of the football. He got murdered, but he gets rid of the football. So it's not about the number of sacks. It's about the disruption it causes, and they were tremendously, tremendously disruptive. Taylor Heineke's going to get rid of the football. You know, Jalen Hurts is is more apt to hold on to it and extend plays. Um, but he's also capable of getting away from the pass rush, which Taylor Heineke isn't. So I'm with you, Chris. It could go either way. But Oh, oh by the way, Vikings got there three times yesterday against Taylor Heineke, who's desperate to get rid of the football. Yeah. Well, the Vikings have a good pass rush too, though. I mean, the Vikings have Zadarius Smith, who's in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation, Daniil Hunter. I mean, they're, they're top-tier front as well um so i mean but three's not a lot uh, if, if jalen hurts gets sacked three times i'm not sounding the alarm bells um taylor heineke gets rid of the football better than carson wentz i mean that's not even an argument can we can we at least agree on that stipulation <laughs> well <laughs> taylor heineke and the other 31 started yeah exactly that's NFL. what i mean that's what i mean that's see, so I can, I can see heineke throwing the ball into an air, I see Heineke will throw the uh, he'll get rid of it quickly, but I can see him throwing it up there. I think the oh, second yeah, the that. that's where you're talking about. That's, you're talking that's about Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I'm chalking that up. Another game, 
interception. <laughs> I think well, I think you know what uh, Avante Maddox. I think he's playing well in the slot too, and I think especially if he gets a little safety help on well, over the top not, there, he's we're not going to know this, Chris. Yeah. But I don't think Avante's playing this week. He pulled his yeah, hamstring yeah. late in that Texans game. I'm worried about Fletch too. I mean, we saw him in the locker room. He was leaving out and he was limping a little bit. And we saw him go field. He came back and play. I'm, I'm a little worried about him too. It's 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 little pieces here and there. I want to see how they manage. And I know they have the extra time, so that should help. But I'm yeah, I'm really looking to see how they're doing right now when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah those I'm hamstrings are 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 tricky with bass guys. So I'm a little concerned about Avante uh, this week. And uh, the extra couple of days can't hurt, or the extra day because it's a Monday night can't hurt uh, with a guy like him who's questionable as to whether he's going to be able to return. Should we have any questions or worries about the Eagles playing off schedule? And there's nothing they can do about it. The NFL lays out the schedule before the year starts, and you have to adjust and and do things correctly and make the right plans. Uh, But they have been kind of off schedule with a bye week. Uh, with a Thursday night game, now with a Monday night game. A- any concerns that this is just getting out of the norm could have an adverse effect on the Eagles? The only thing I see, if it would be the following week, but it's the Colts. So that's why I'm not as worried. Because I think it's when you have that layoff, you can get back into ratchet anything for like another week. I'm just fine. But then you had to turn around on a short week and then go on the road to do that. And, and then – all of a sudden you're used to getting this time off and then like, oh no, okay, they got to go in a short week, prepare for another team and then you go from there. So I think the Colts game would have been the one that I would have been worried about if it had it been a different opponent. Say if it was the Titans or say if it was the Packers, I'm like, oh, you know what? Uh, this ain't looking so good, but that that's the one I would have been worried about. I think overall, I think they'll be fine with with this week to extend the rest. And I wouldn't be surprised if they started playing just a little bit for the Colts game. I think they, they know Washington well enough now they may take an extra look at Heineke, but I think they will watch it really well enough that they may start some aspects of that game planning against the Colts. Uh, different type of schedule question for you, Chris, because I got a lot of this, and I'm sure you get a lot of it. The Eagles haven't played anybody club. Um, <laughs> if, first of all, it's the dumbest club in existence, so get the hell out of it uh, if you're in that club. But uh, what, what, who who can you play in this league besides Buffalo and Kansas City? Who is somebody? If the Eagles haven't played anybody, who is somebody? I, I think it's a certain subsection of fans that are uh, from a different NFC East team from Texas that are really pushing that narrative, and they I think they fail to realize that when you look at their schedule, they have to play the NFC North and the AFC South too, a big half of their wins and, and I never understood that because they never played nobody. Well, especially if it's the Cowboys fans, the Eagles beat played and beat the Cowboys. So are there nobodies or they not? And we look at I think the biggest key thing is when you look at the the Vikings thing, you got to you beat the number two seed currently in this conference right now. I think that's yeah. a huge thing, but I, I just don't understand this whole this whole oh I don't I don't know. I we, we you haven't played anybody thing because you look at the rest of the league Hey, there's a lot of bad teams out there, a lot of bad teams out there, a lot of middling teams. I saw something earlier today about the uh, Chiefs schedule. Chiefs schedule from here on out, I think they may have one or two uh, winning records. So we're going to say they never hear that about the Chiefs. So it's Now, Buffalo lost to Miami, right, Jody? And they lost to the Jets. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Bills, this number one team in the national football, 0-2 in division. 
They can't get yeah. out of their own division. Yeah. They're zero two in division. <laughs> now, if the Eagles beat the Bills, uh, excuse me, if the Eagles beat the Jets and they beat the Dolphins, team people would still say they played nobody and be wrong, but they they would say it. And who did Kansas City lose to? I don't even remember at this uh, point. Certainly to Buffalo and Buffalo and the Colts. So they, Matty Ryan. Oh yeah, boy, they lost them. to the Colts. And then, and then they. Then they benched his butt. They lost to the Colts, <laughs> and 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 they beat a team again, a good team. Tennessee's a good team, by the way. Um, but they beat a team that wouldn't won't let the quarterback, the backup quarterback, throw the football. They barely beat them at home. I I don't get this narrative, Chris. Frankly, I don't get it at all. It's it's just one of those things where I think everybody is is if. You hate, you hate them because you ain't them, almost in a way where I think if a lot of these other teams were 8-0, or one of these other teams were 8-0, like, well, because I think it also goes with the quarterback. I think a lot of people look at the perception like, well, you have a marquee guy in Josh Allen. Well, you have a marquee guy in Patrick Mahomes. Oh, they're supposed to be there. Meanwhile, you look at, I think you look at the Eagles and the perception that's around them where, well, you know, you know, they got the questions about Jalen Hurts, and they weren't expected the way, to be this good. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Jody, you might know this better. Um, betting markets. Who's number one in MVP? Because I know who should be number one, and it's, it's not Josh Allen. It's basically a three-way tie between, like, it's percentage points. It's a, all all three guys are somewhere between two to one and three to one. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and off last night's win, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think up. Mahomes will win it. By the way. I think Mahomes will win it because people will just go with raw statistics like they always do. But I think Jalen Hurts should be the leader. Um, I don't think he's going to win it. But that, that was a that was a nice win for Mahomes. You got to give him the props uh, with what he did last night, throwing it sixty times. And oh, by the way, making plays with his legs to get him tied <laughs> late, and then get him the field goal in overtime to go ahead and win it. That was that was pretty impressive by Mahomes. I yeah, think. I was shocked. I was shocked he was able to run there like that. The, the, the way, especially that last touchdown, like when did he get wheels all of a sudden, like extra serious wheels? He looked, he looked pretty good. I think that's going to that that well, game going to be one that's going to help him out. Patrick Mahomes is a great player. I'm a, a, a phenomenal effort. What I'm saying is, if if Jalen Hurts wins a game like that, he's not going to win it in the same fashion, throwing it seventy times. But if he beats. Tennessee with Malik Willis by a field goal in overtime, even if he makes the play to tie it down the stretch, even if he makes a play in overtime, he's going to get killed. Oh, you got to be Malik Willis. You got to be, I I don't, yeah, I I think there is this. Who's going to be killing him? Eagles, uh, Eagles Nation fans. who thinks they're still an underdog at this time? Yes. You, you got to tell me who's actually well, well, killing him for doing what you just said. Well, and again, social media is not everybody, thank God. Um, but Chris mentioned there's a lot of Cowboys fans that do the easy schedule narrative. He's right. But I get it from a lot of Eagles fans as well. They haven't played everybody, and they're clutching their pearls because they're always worried about the other shoe dropping. So you'll get it. I don't care about the out-of-town fans. They're, you know, they like their team. They're going to be illogical about their particular teams. I'm saying Eagles fans, I don't get it, man. They have the MVP of this league right now. They have the best team in this league. And a lot of them are scared of that. 
I don't get it. That's all I'm saying. Not that Patrick Mahomes isn't great. Josh Allen isn't great. But this team is really, really good. And I'll be the first to raise my hand. I didn't see it coming. But they are. I didn't see it coming. I thought he'd be good, but I thought they'd be good, but I didn't think it would be this good. It's crazy to believe. It's crazy to think that that's the case. And I think when you look down, when it comes to that MVP vote – and that's the thing. Hey, the MVPs become the quarterback thing, and everybody, the award. And yeah. when people look at that, they think of throw passing touchdowns. And I think when it hurts, you going to look at the total thing. You know, well, he's got he threw. I can see this argument going out. He only yeah, threw exactly. for yeah. 15, 16, but he yeah. ran for like another 15, 16, but they, they, they'll pass Who that. Cares, as long as you're scoring touchdowns, doesn't that's matter what, how you score them. Yeah. Uh, but just a, a future note, and I know I'm already guilty of looking ahead to 13 days from now when the Eagles are going to have to face Nick Foles, um, which, which, oh, by the way, it, 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 like the Eagles won a Super Bowl 20 minutes ago, right? It, it seems that way to us. Do you know how many guys on the defense are left that were actual teammates of Nick Foles? Oh, yeah. Like, things move quickly. Things move Fletcher quickly. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. Yeah. That's it. 11 starters, nine of them might not be able to pick Nick Foles out of a lineup. Uh, only two guys are actual former teammates of Nick Foles on the defense, one of which BG is becoming a lesser contributor, uh, lesser snap time guy. He's uh, going to drop off even more when they expand Quinn snaps. So the whole we know Nick Foles thing really holds no water. The coaching staff has no idea who Nick Foles is. They weren't here when Nick Foles was – winning the Eagles a Super Bowl. So uh, yeah, I just think it's going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun here on Birds 365 next week. But an even further down the line future note, beware of on the Eagles schedule, Jalen Hurts part two. And he plays in Chicago. And his name yeah. is Justin Fields. Yeah. He is a well, lot Justin like the Eagles that, yeah. MVP starting quarterback. The last two weeks, he's been phenomenal. The Bears are bad enough to lose games even when he plays phenomenal like he did yesterday. And he got outplayed by a guy who was being woefully disrespected in the MVP standings to Atunga Baloa, who is actually the number one rated quarterback in the National Football League. Um, beware Justin Fields. He's on that schedule a little later in the year. They'll have Chase Claypool up to speed by that time. The, the Bears will not be a pushover for the Eagles in December. Yeah, look at Fields. I'm shocked that he's played as well as he, he's. It's like he finally it's, the lights clicked a little bit, and you're starting to see he's not forcing the ball into areas. He's and basically saying, "Okay, you know what? If I got it, I I wouldn't too. Unless besides Mooney, unless it's him, like he's not open. Okay, I'm running too. I'm the best chance this offense has of moving the ball too. So it's like he's finally getting his things are starting to click a little bit. He's getting the experience, and that game now all of a sudden it, it used to be like, oh, okay, well this is this is going to be a in and out. Should be a uh, 2010, something like that. Yeah, they, now they got the Cowboys yeah, the week go. after Th- that had potential look ahead written all over it. They better not look ahead with, 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 with all with all due respect to Jalen Hurts. And remember, I'm the guy who just called him the MVP of this league. Justin Fields is more Lamar Jackson than Jalen Hurts. I mean, Justin Fields just set the NFL record for rushing yards of the quarterback. He he's explosive. He is fast. Um, Jalen's more of the fullback playing quarterback, tremendous, but he's not going to run for 175. If, if, if he does, it's 
because you know you have the worst defense in the history of the world. Um, they're 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 different types of quarterback, but yeah, the Eagles. Everybody has an issue. The thing with Justin Fields is, is he ever going to be able to do what Jalen Hurts has done and 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 bring that passing aspect into it at a high level? But as a runner, he's he's off the charts. Well, if if the Bears go out and get Justin Fields, Dallas Goddard, AJ Brown, and Devonta Smith, I <laughs> yeah, think we'll see. I think. I we'll think see. Justin Fields could be as effective a passer as Jalen Hurts if they do what Harry Roseman did for him in here in Philadelphia and get him those kind of weapons in Chicago. Beware. Yeah, but that's down the road. That's down. It's not going to happen this year. That's no, a, sure. it's still a bad football team. This but year. they actually, I, I see everybody did. I don't know, if, John, you or I comment on I know I did on other broadcast outlets. You think Chase Claypool, a number two pick, was an overpay? because <laughs> i don't um, I, think, I think they needed him and i think claypool's a flat-out player i don't uh knock that trade for chicago it's the first thing they've done to improve justin Fields' weapons in two years so i got no problems with them giving up i'm a, I'm a little claypool. bit different when it comes to uh, trades because like i value proven talent more than draft picks like the nfl is the exact opposite like i know chase claypool's a good player so my answer to you would be personally would be, I think it's a good trade for Chicago, but league wise, it, it would be looked at as a bad trade because most teams value draft picks so much. So it's kind of that catch. Same thing with Minnesota. Did you see TJ Hawkinson yesterday? Oh, this plug sure. and play league. My God, that guy, nine out of freaking nine targets down the field. He's going to be an issue and he doesn't know the offense yet. Um, it, it, they ain't getting a second round player like TJ Hawkinson. And people look at that like it's a bad trade. I, I think this league is shifting a little bit. And I think that narrative's going to trade. But so that was a long way to answer your question, Jody. Personally, I think it was a good trade. The league would think it's a bad trade. Is how See, I, I look at tight end, and I think that's a position where there's not as many good players as there used to be this year. I think it's a down year for tight end, so I think paying what Vikings did for him, I was worth that. I think when you look at Claypool, you're starting to see so many now wide receivers, now good wide receivers, be available in the second, third, fourth rounds now, sometimes even fifth. I think I'd really be willing to take a chance and use that second-round pick being the Bears on a defensive lineman that they know they need because they got or a linebacker because they lost two of them now and they could have used that to refill that defense. I think he could have gotten a player of Claypool's caliber in the second round. So that's where I look at it like, eh, I could have had the extra year control. Probably somebody still good as well too. It fits my system a little bit better as well too than opposed to what the Bears. I think they overpaid on that for yeah. Claypool, but I get the Hawkins. I get the Hawkins one though. I, I hear what you're saying about tight ends, but I think they needed help right now. And unfortunately, because the Eagles have them on their schedule between now and the end of the year, they're a better team for the second half of the season. They're not going to do them anything because nobody's catching Minnesota in that division anyway. But uh, good good on them that they're it will help develop their quarterback, which is going to be the key if Chicago's ever going to get good again. Field just needs to continue to improve, and uh, I think that, Claypool will help him do that. All right, uh, we kept you a long time. Chris Franklin, thank you much. Tell the birds we missed them. You stayed inside today. Yeah. A little 
a little chilly out. Didn't get outside with us. No, it's well, hot out today. It's hot. Surprise. That's the Franklin News. Follow Chris, too. I got to get that. Read them at nj.com as well. Um, yeah, we got the squirrels today. The squirrels are looking around this way, too. I'm about ready right. to get that slingshot. Then, then please send our regards to the squirrels. Yeah, <laughs> always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for hopping in. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. Chris Franklin from NJ.com. Uh, spends time dodging spilled coffee or by John McMullen and Eagle Press yeah. Box. No, he wasn't. That was uh, poor Ed Kratz and uh, Groats and uh, maybe a little, maybe a little Martin Frank. Yeah, where, I call where, that the incident now. I'm where, not. Where, uh, I still haven't gotten over. It. Where was Franklin? Who's he's hanging out with? I thought he was part of your. Party. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, he Well, he is, but, you know, it's not up to us who sits next to us. You know, that's out of our control. Um, Do you not have uh, designated seats at the Lincoln Yeah, we or... have designated seats, but we don't create the designated seats. The Eagles create the designated do they, seats. Did they move people around from week to week? No, no. Everybody... All the regulars have their regular, regular spot. Seats. That's what but I But we don't pick that regular spot. And in, in other words, you know, at the start of the season. Start of the season, you get dropped in next to who yeah. you get dropped in yeah, next to. Exactly. Okay. So who's Franklin sitting next to? I don't know because I don't pay attention. Oh, uh, you're, you're too dedicated to your job. Well, it would be less. Um, but you know who you spilled coffee all over. I, I Yeah, myself. I didn't spill coffee coffee over anybody oh, I, I thought it was a massive spillage and got like nine guys no 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 oh, okay. there, there, there was no uh there was no uh uh extra down it was all me it was all friendly fire to me <laughs> friendly fire john mcmullen with me johnny mack i'll try and not get clipped by friendly fire during our final hour which will include a contribution from Bob, rob Motti, uh national ap NFL reporter uh, Marty hopping in in less than 20 here on Birds 365. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low-interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days.
At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go Bird! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. At Salus University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salus.edu. You got your Mac and Mac guys, John McCone and Jody McDonald here with you on Bird 365. We got an entire week to talk about the Eagles and not have to worry about a game because they don't play till Monday night against the Commanders come to town with Tela Heineke at the helm instead of uh, Carson Wentz. Is there any chance Carson Wentz is going to be healthy enough? Did they put him on IR? Yeah, he's on I IR. He, yeah, he's on IR. He can't. So play. there is no chance he's going no to play chance. against no. the Eagles next Monday. All right, fair enough. Um, and John's a little bit more concerned with the Washington defensive front. They're good. And I know Chase Young has the possibility they activated his 21 day window. So he's practicing now. We won't know if he's going to be activated. Uh, he maybe he comes in here as a three sack day, or maybe he comes in here and is a complete non-factor. I would say there's a better chance of the latter than the former because he didn't play all that well last year. He was phenomenal at Ohio State, made him the number two pick in the draft, came in uh, house on fire in the NFL his rookie year. He did very little last year prior to getting hurt. And now has been recovering ever since. I don't think he's just going to jump into the fray and become some kind of game wrecker. But uh, the commanders are are not scaring me much going into next week. Uh, But we're almost halfway through the season. And, J-Mac, I want to run this by you. uh, Because I was doing some number crunch and it just dawned on me about the, the Eagles and what they've done through the first eight games that both you and I agree have them as the best team in the National Football League. All those power rankings will come out tomorrow. Sorry, Bills fans, you can't be number one. If there's a, and you know I get too worked up about this stuff. If there is a media outlet that still has Buffalo as number one, I gave them a quasi pass these last couple of weeks when they've had the Bills added Eagles. All right, one and one A. 
Philadelphia Buffalo. You want to keep Buffalo up top. You don't really believe they lost that game to the Dolphins, which they did. Um, fine. Okay. You're wrong, but we won't kill you back. If you list Buffalo number one still after losing to the Jets this past week, oh, you will get crushed by yours truly right here on Birds 365. Has to be the Eagles number one team in the National Football League across the board with all the media outlets. Um, uh, so I was just thinking about overall what the Eagles have done through the first eight games. Uh, eight games, Johnny Mac. How many minutes of football played is that for a team when they've logged eight games? Eight times 60 minutes. So you got to do the math for me, Joe. That would you be know. 480 minutes of football played there you so go. far this year. Out of the 480 minutes of football that the Eagles have played, how many minutes do you think they've trailed? Ooh, um, uh, not much. Um, there's the Jacksonville game. Um, little. Um, I'm going to say 25 minutes. No, slightly more. 42. Uh, Out of 480, they've actually been trailing 42 minutes. That's not a whole hell of a lot. That's less than 10% uh, of the time. Now, some uh, of that is uh, they were tied, and anytime you start a game, you're tied at 0-0, so nobody's going to be yeah, beating I should have. Yeah, game. I should have factored that in as well. Right, I didn't that, factor that's... that in. Um, yeah, I mean, well, that's my point. With the, They've been so dominant in a league where nobody, you know, there are good teams. And like I said, I'm not trying to say Buffalo's not a good team. I'm not trying to say Kansas City's not a good team because they are. But everybody in this league has these weeks where they don't play that well. And the Eagles have had those weeks, by the way where they don't play that well. Houston was one of them. They didn't play that well in Houston. But they just win games easily for the most part. Now, there's a couple uh, at Detroit they let back in the game. That was disappointing week one. Um, Arizona is another game they didn't play well. They needed uh, uh, the late drive, and they needed Matt Amendola to shank one to New Mexico. Um, you know, but – Everybody else has these games, Jody. Not 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 the Eagles for the most part. And that's these me. games that they find ways to lose. Yeah. Like the yeah. Bills yesterday against the Jets. Yeah. They they um, lost that the Eagles haven't done that once. They're eight and oh. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that. Um yes. I think. Um and you know, again, it does, we're in week ten. We're about to enter week ten. Um, doesn't mean much at this time. And we're already talking about Jordan Davis. The early returns didn't look great, to be honest, without Jordan Davis. Um, I mentioned Avante Maddox. Injuries can change anything. Um, but they've been the best team. All I can tell you is they've been the best uh, team by far, I think, through nine weeks. Clear, clear number one. Clear number one through nine weeks. We're, we're, we're not being negative, or at least I'm trying not to be negative, uh, but I think you have to look at everything when you're giving team credit for being 8-0 and calling them the number one team in the National Football League unquestioned and saying Jalen Hurts is right there for the MVP. Yeah, go ahead. Put your hand up. You had Jalen Hurts at the top of the MVP list midway through the season. Yeah, that would be no one in town. 
Um, but here, uh, in addition to, yeah, I'm a little worried about their run defense on Jordan Davis and the couple of running backs they've got coming up over the next few weeks. Uh, first Jonathan Taylor, then uh, potentially Derek Henry and Saquon Barkley. They're facing three really talented backs in the next five games. They've got all three of those backs on their uh, to-do list, and we don't know if Jordan Davis is going to be back. So I think that's a legit concern. And the point I was uh, trying to get into about the fact that the Eagles have been front runners. If you're good enough to be a front runner, you should be a front runner. Get out in front, get a lead, protect it, walk off the field with another win. That's what the Eagles have done eight times so far this year. I gave you the how many minutes they're trailing. 480 minutes played so far. 240 of those came in the second half of games. How many minutes have they been trailing in the second half of games? Six. No. Well, they they were tied in Houston. That was the first time they were not ahead, mm-hmm. leading in the second half. Um. So you know, not a it, lot. It would be a goose egg, Johnny Mac. They have oh, not trailing. trailed. I thought we were second. doing winning. I'm sorry. I was doing the tie thing because they were yeah. tied with Houston, and that was the first time they were tied. No, I'm um, talking trailing. Losing, yeah, they have not trailed for one minute in the second half of eight games this year, which is great, except for one thing until you have to do it, and then you don't have experience in it that you don't know what you've done correctly. There is a real quick, there is a criticism for an undefeated team. You're too good to be not ahead in the second half. I'm just I mean, point. I'm just pointing out as right. I, yeah, I right, just no. finished saying. I'm not. Bad. It, I, that's yeah. what you should. Every should buddy should be a front runner. Get in front. Don't let anybody catch you. Hit the wire first. You win the race. They've done it eight times. Yeah. That that should be everybody's goal. But at some point over these next eight games, to quote uh, Johnny Mac, you have these games. Well, the Eagles might have one of these games, and they may fall behind. They did against Jacksonville in the first half. They had the whole second half to the end of the first half and the entire second half to correct it, which they did. Uh, We don't know how they're going to handle somebody making a big play, bounce going against them, defense getting beat. All of a sudden, they look up on the score when they're down, and it's only two minutes to go in the third quarter. They haven't faced that yet this year. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm not going to say, oh, when it happens, they're doomed for failure. I'm just saying we haven't seen the Eagles face it yet. No, and you bring up that Jacksonville game, and Nick Nick said something similar to that in the Jacksonville game. You know, it's nice to see that you come back from 14 nothing, but that's never the plan. Um, you know, and, and, and I get why you're saying it. It's nice to see if you come back from like what did Minnesota come back from 10 points in the final seven minutes. It's nice to see, but you don't want to be in that position. Um, you never want to be in that position. What one thing I would say about the Eagles, Detroit, uh, there was a sense of urgency. I've talked about this all year, Arizona. There was a sense of urgency. Um, every time, They've needed a score. They've gotten a score. Not necessarily from behind, um, but they've had these long clock-sustaining drives. Um, 
I, you know, I don't, if, if you don't have to be behind, I don't want to see you come from behind, but I get what you're saying. And, and that the thought process in the NFL is you're going to be in that position. And by the way, I don't think the Eagles are going undefeated. So I don't know who's going to beat them, but they're going to lose. Uh, and maybe it's because they aren't going to come back late and people will be worried about it then. Right. Um, I'll be panicking the streets yeah. that week. Oh They'll my God, they're yeah. 12 and one. Yeah. The, earth, the, the sky is falling. Exactly. So, you know, do you, do you want to be able to do, you want to be able to do everything. And like I said, they're the most well-rounded team in the NFL. That's what makes them the best team. Um, they haven't had to do it. My assumption is they can do it because I don't think people are covering Dallas Goddard when it counts. I don't think people are covering uh, AJ Brown when it counts. I don't think people are going to figure out the Eagles RPO game when it counts, if they can't figure it out when it doesn't count, it all counts. And they're, they're, they're always ahead. And that's a good thing. And I don't know. I'm 99.9% sure you and I never discussed this because why would we have over the last year and change? The whole when you've got an undefeated team and they lose the game, will will benefit from it. It's better to get the loss out of the way now than the continued pressure of being undefeated. Every every coach I've ever heard has said that after they lost their first game. It's the biggest BS on the place of the face of the planet. It just is. I'm shocked that they can do it with a straight face when they say it. You don't believe that for a millisecond, do you? No, no. I, you know, I guess there is pressure, but I mean, pressure is part of the gig in the NFL anyway. You know, that's one of the things Jalen Hurts said this week. He's, you know, he's been 8 0 before and lost a national championship. So, you know, it doesn't mean anything. Um, and he has that, that great sentiment probably because he went through it so many times. Um, at a school where one loss is a national catastrophe, never never mind two like they have this year. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, if you go back to New England um, when they nearly did it and they went sixteen and zero and got upset in the Super Bowl. I don't think it affected them. I mean, they just played poorly. They got beat up front. Um, a couple, a great catch by a receiver. You know, sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way. That's why it's so difficult to win a championship. But people don't want to hear that. Nick Sirianni this week, I was on the plane, but you know, we did his conference call early. But I was reading the transcript, and 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 I was talking about turnovers. He won't even admit there's a randomness to turnovers. He's like, no, we can continue this. You know, coaches don't like to 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 point towards luck or or things of that nature, but there's a randomness. Look at I bring up that Minnesota game again, the back judge. You don't think that's random? There's a 50-yard touchdown pass that would have been a sure interception, and the back judge runs into the safety. You don't think that's random? Sometimes things happen. Um, and coaches don't like to admit that. Understood. And the only group of players, now this is going to be a weird reference, um, that I think less acknowledges luck 
the National Football League coaches are professional card players. Uh, do you watch poker on TV, J-Mac? Uh, I did, you know, when that big craze started, but I was out of it pretty quickly. Okay. There's only I, so I, much you can do. I do enjoy it. I like to play, and I also will watch it on TV. The professional players, there's no luck involved. It's all skill that they win or lose because they just know how to play better than everybody else. A crock of crap. <laughs> there is so much luck involved in cards. The margins, yes, the better players are going to make the better decisions, and that's why they're over the long haul going to win. But if you, again, can look in the camera with a straight face and go, it has nothing to do with luck, it, just stop with the bullshit, yeah, okay? Yeah. It, it has a, there's a lot to do with luck, and there's luck in the National Football League. And to this point, and luck... With talent, with good coaching, that's why the Philadelphia Eagles right now. All right, he's Johnny Mac. I'm Johnny Mac. Mac and Mac guys, gonna welcome Rob Motti from the Associated Press into the show. He joins us next here on Birds 365. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth, born into a brotherhood, and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. And Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. The faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
appreciate all you guys streaming in here on Birds 365. John McMullen, Jody McDonald, joined by our esteemed colleague. Yeah, I don't really mean that. He's just my buddy. Uh, he's very good at what he does, <laughs> but I don't know about esteemed. Uh, Rob Motti from the Associated Press jumps in with us here on Birds 365. And the reason we like having Rob on because he's a Philly guy. I know he's living in South Florida these days because he's covering the entire National Football League. But he's Philly to the bone. Don't kid yourself. Uh, so we can ask him about both the birds and the rest of the National Football League. I'll go with McMullen. Oh, he's got the towel. He was there the other night against yeah. the uh, Houston Astros. Yeah, it was tough. Terrible towels. Well, I want to start. And by the way, Rob is esteemed AP's lead uh, NFL reporter. So uh, I know better than that's that. A big I, I know Marty. He's not that esteemed. Yeah. Let's yeah. not get nuts here. But, I, I see Rob. I like the backdrop. I'm looking for the, the Eagles football. You got to have that somewhere where they thank you for. A, there it is. He's pointing it out. Uh, I want that, Rob, you just talked about it. like Saturday was a tough day for Philadelphia. First city, uh, of course, Philadelphia, to lose uh, two potential championships on the same day if you add in the Philadelphia Union. But anyway, so yeah. you know. If, if you add in the Union. Yeah, right? if you add. You know, yeah. if you're five for five instead of four for uh, yeah. five. So I, I for don't want to disparage any soccer fans. No. So for Philadelphia fans, they're always expecting the other shoe to drop. Always negative, uh, you know, always thinking – Oh, this can't, we can't have nice things, blah, blah, blah. I'm here to tell you, we're entering week 10. That's all it means, just a snapshot. The Eagles are the best team in the NFL. I don't want to hear Buffalo. I don't want to hear Kansas City. The Eagles are, are, are the best, most well-rounded team in the NFL. Agree or disagree? I do agree, John. And I I just look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. They're 8-0. There's no other team in football that's undefeated. They're the best team in football until they are no longer atop the NFL standings. And then you look at exactly what they've done and how they got to this point. You're right. They are well-rounded. This is a team that can beat you on the ground running the football offensively. And Jalen Hurts has shown he can beat you with his arm. Their defense is tough. They're tenacious. They're aggressive. And, and they have done I, – I know people will – Look at the schedule and say, well, they haven't beat any. You can only beat whatever teams are put in front of you. And you go out there and you get the job done. And they've done that week in and week out. Uh, let down potential. They come out and, and, and they jump all over these teams. No matter whether it's Pittsburgh, whether it's Houston on a short week traveling Thursday night football, they didn't get the cover. They got the W by double digits. Nobody at any point thought that was in jeopardy. This is the best team in football right now. And, and then Buffalo goes and, and loses to the New York Jets yesterday. And it, it kind of further emphasized that for me a little bit. And then you see the Chiefs struggling against the Tennessee Titans and, and a quarterback, a backup quarterback who doesn't belong on the field yet. He's not ready, Malik Willis. And, and they needed to come back to win that game. Uh, it, 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 and they had a tough time doing it. The, the Eagles right now, until somebody knocks them off that perch, are the best team in football. And the way things are set up for them in the NFC, they they got a nice clear shot to be that number one seed and have teams go through the link to get to the Super Bowl. And we know what that home field advantage means. All right, Rob, I'm going to buy into Jalen Hurts' narrative of, yeah, but. we're good. Yeah, we're good. But, yeah, but. Yeah, we could be better with this. Yeah, but. And, and good for him that he's always setting the bar higher. He moves it up almost on a week-by-week -week basis. 
they're eight no, but they're last in the National Football League in tackling. And some teams have put up some pretty big running games against them over the last several weeks. And they're facing some very good running backs over the upcoming weeks. But they continue to win. Is one of these weeks that going to bite them in the butt that they're, they're going to come up on the short end of a score when they give up five-plus yards per carry in uh, one of the next couple of weeks, maybe before Jordan Davis gets back? Yeah, you look at two weeks down the road and against the Colts on the, on, on the road. Uh, and we don't know Jonathan Taylor, how healthy he'll be for that game. They're facing a, a rookie quarterback in Sam Ellinger, so I think they can, can get out of that one uh, and survive any kind of running back issues. But then Derrick Henry, four weeks down the road, I think that's uh, December 4th game. It's here in Philly. Uh, Derrick Henry's a monster. He's an absolute oh. beast. Yeah, and, and he's, he's he's the best back and he's the best back of football. You can give him the ball 30, 40 times. It's it's incredible. They they got to figure things out by then. But these are the the nitpicking type things, right? You have to look at. You go, all right, they're eight and zero, but where can they improve? That's certainly an area where they can improve upon. I love that Jalen Hurts after every game wants to say, hey, we haven't played a f- complete game. We haven't played a full game. We haven't done this. That, that's what you need to do. You can't sit there and go, all right, we're, we're 8-0 and, and rest on that. No, you, you got to look at how can we get better? What areas do we have to improve upon? How can we make sure in January when it matters most some of these things that we that, that don't creep in? So, yeah, you look at the running, and, and then you look at after, after the Titans, you got the Giants on the road, Saquon Barkley, uh, the resurgent Saquon Barkley can give them some trouble. This team's not going to run the table. They're not going to go 17 and 0. Somebody's got somebody's going to knock them off uh, the undefeated uh, streak here, and, and that could be the Tennessee Giants, even the Packers. As poorly as they've played, five losses in a row, and Rodgers throws two red zone interceptions, and he's mad at everybody, and he thinks all his receivers <laughs> stink, and and he's he's not wrong either. They no, they yes. what, when is that game? That's uh the Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. I, I, may, maybe there's potential there too. But it, they're getting those two teams at home: the Packers in Philly, the Titans in Philly. So no, I don't think they're going to go undefeated, but they're they got a real good shot here to, to go 15 and 2, 14 and 3 at worst and who'd have thought that. Yeah, the Titans game is the one I'd look at even though it is in Philly because of Derrick Henry. And the Eagles have been among the worst tackling teams in football. If you look at Pro Football Focus, they'll say they are the worst tackling team in football. They missed 14 against uh Houston, they missed 15 in the season opener. Uh, consistently bad throughout the season tackling. But I want to give it, you know, the Eagles have done this give and take, and I want to throw this, I want to run this by you, Rob. You know, they got all these playmakers, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is picking the football off each and every week, and I'm already guaranteeing he gets Taylor Heineke once this week. Um, James Bradbury makes all these plays, Darius Slay, Kaiser White, but these are not great tacklers. Um, and they've done this sort of cost benefit analysis and said it's more important in the modern NFL to have stop the passing game, have these big playmakers in the passing game. But then all of a sudden, Derrick Henry shows up and you're on for a ride. I mean, everybody knows Malik Willis isn't going to throw the football, they have no confidence in him to throw the football, and he still does what he does. 
If Brian Tannehill's back and healthy and you have competency at the quarterback position, I think that could be the most difficult game for the Eagles. Most likely. Uh, for up, up until you get Dallas. When, when is Dallas? That's uh, in week Christmas 16. Eve. Yeah, that's in week, that's in week 16 because that's, yeah, that's on the road. One. That's, that's in Dallas. And, and that depending on how the Cowboys, how close they can stay. And, and I don't know that they can stay within – they're two games behind, technically two and a half, because they lost to the Eagles. I don't think they can be within a game to where that's going to be division, have division ramifications. I, I think that one's going to be uh, – it's going to matter to the Cowboys more in the wild card standings, not necessarily. Eagles could have the division wrapped up by the time they get there for Christmas Eve game. Yeah, the, the Titans, exactly what you're saying with Derrick Henry. You can give him the ball 35 times for 215 yards and keep the Eagles' offense off the field too. And, and, and that, that that's the part of it where – they can run the football so well and they can dominate time of possession, have it 40 minutes to 20 minutes. And that's how you could sneak out of Philly with a W for the, for the Titans. That's okay. <laughs> they, they, yeah. If, if yeah. they, if they, if they end up losing yeah. an AFC game yeah. uh, and that's, yeah. that's the one, I think that's okay. Like I, I have a, I have a hard time thinking anyone and, and you saw the Vikings have to struggle against Washington and come yeah. back oh, and yeah. Heineke threw that pick and they came back and they, and, and they win that game yesterday. I, I don't think Minnesota is going to stay within a game and the Eagles got the tiebreaker there. So that, that might be the game. It's just that you don't want and by the to way, be the problem in, in the playoffs. Minnesota plays Dallas in a couple of weeks. So somebody's got to win. Somebody's, somebody's got to lose. Yeah. 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 Unless they All right. uh, Rob, don't know if Unless you have a source or a relationship with anyone that would have insight on the Indianapolis Colts because the Eagles play them in 13 days. And I have been espousing a theory here all morning that I think the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts that day is going to be a gentleman by the name of Nick Foles. Uh, seeing as Matt Ryan is either hurt or has already fallen out of favor, is benched or is laid up. I've watched uh, Sam Elliott the last couple of weeks. He's not an NFL quarterback. Not yet. I would doubt ever. And you got this guy who maybe had the greatest off the bench performance in the history of the National Football League. Granted, it was four years ago, but in the history of the National Football League. And you don't want to put him into a game. Frank Wright's seat is getting pretty damn hot there in Indianapolis. Why wouldn't you throw Nick Foles out there to take a chance? Um, how do you think they think about their quarterbacks in Indianapolis on this Monday, two weeks before they have to face Eagles? Uh, I think they're looking at the quarterbacks in the draft, and that's why they're playing Sam Ellinger. I feel like if the Indianapolis Colts wanted to make a quarterback change in a division where at the time it was still there, and, and they're technically they're what uh, a game, they're three, five, and one, and Tennessee is. Five and three. So they're they're two and a half games out. Had they wanted to stay competitive and you make a quarterback change, you go to Nick Foles. I'm uh, everybody knows Nick Foles what he can do as a backup quarterback. We've seen Nick Foles step into a season as a backup. Nick Foles, when he's handed the team at the start of the season, has has not had success in the NFL. When he takes over at some point in the middle of the season, he led the Eagles to a division title way back in 2013. He stepped in and led the Eagles to the Super Bowl victory. He stepped in and led the Eagles to a playoff game and a playoff win. Uh, that's what Nick Foles has done when he steps into the lineup. And I, I don't I don't know that the Colts right now are playing to be a playoff team. I think they're playing 
to be in the top five of the NFL draft. And that's Tank why. Palooza, huh? You're yeah. going Tank Palooza it, it, on it's, the call. It's got – how else, Joe, right? How how else would you explain Sam Ellinger? Like you, like you said, I haven't seen anything out of him to suggest yeah. that he's an NFL star. Well, remember – you know, suck for luck back in the day. It's not mm. like they haven't done it in the, in, in the past. Um, exactly. So, yeah, it seems like that's the way they're going to go. Now, Jody knows when it comes to the NFL, Rob, I am not a stat guy. I don't care about stats. I think it's the least stat where, like, baseball asked me about baseball. I got 714, 755. I can even tell you Willie Mays at 660. Pete Rose, I can tell you, 4,256, I believe, is the number. Hits. It means something in baseball. Football, not a statistical game. Um, but, man, I saw 100,000 next to Tom Brady's name. And I went, what? 100,000? <laughs> I'm old. So I remember when France Arkenton broke the record, and it was like 47,000. 100,000 passing yards. Were you a you're you're a Central Florida guy now, so you're in the in the Tampa area. Were you at the game yesterday? And man, Tom was fired up. They've they've had a difficult season. He's won so much, and he's still fired up to win a game like that in that final drive. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I was there, guys. I've been at all their home games this year, and. <clears throat> What I what I've seen from this team, one offensively, they, this is the most least imaginative, least creative offense I've ever seen in football. I've been watching football a long time. Uh, I think Byron Leftwich, who was uh, a guy who was being touted as a potential head coach, whether it was in Jacksonville before Doug Peterson uh, and different other stops, has shown this year like his, his stars fall and it's dropped. Their offense looks like, hey Tom, go out there and 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 do something. We got Tom Brady. Because there's no creativity. Receivers aren't open. Nothing like and they, they drop they, everything. Too. Yeah, they're they're dry, they're, they're 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 predictable. I'm sitting in the <clears> press <throat> box going, all right, this is gonna be an inside handoff. All right, this is gonna be a pitch. This is gonna it, it's it's horrible to watch. And then yet to see that game, everybody thinks it's over, yeah. right? Uh, it, there, there's no chance here. They drop a, a touchdown pass. They turn it over on downs. And then the Rams, I I just I, – I'm mystified by what's happened with them. They wow. basically said, all right, they're not going to score. Let's run it into the line three times. Give Brady the ball back with 40 seconds. And, and, and Brady is Brady. 44 Ooh. seconds to go. Goes five of six. The only pass uh, incomplete was the one he had a spike. And it wasn't like he was hitting Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. It was Scotty Miller. It was the rookie tight end, Kate Kate Otten. He threw one to Leonard Fournette, I think, on that drive. And then uh, he he hits uh, Otten for the one-yard touchdown. And what, what got them going? What got them moving? Yeah, it was Tom Brady. It was his energy. It was him being fired up. But it was also like Tom Brady in, in a tempo, uh, no huddle, hurry-up offense, calling the plays, I thought. He's he, he's calling the plays there, and and they're working. And you got guys wide open, and he's hitting those plays. And and I think that's something that they they got to look at. And I don't know that they will. Uh, I know that Bruce Arians stepped aside because he wanted Todd Bowles to have an opportunity to to be a head coach and win with Tom Brady, and not take over a team that was going to be uh, rebuilding. Well, Todd Bowles, I think, has shown also why he was always a defensive coordinator. And not a head coach. He had his opportunity in New York, and 
And they're winning now because of Tom Brady yesterday. And, and they're trying to ride him in a weak, weak, weak NFC South where eight and nine is going to win. They're in first place. Eight, eight and nine will win it. Seven and yeah. ten may win that. Seven and ten may win that. And that could be the Buccaneers as a four seed getting a home playoff game and then getting hot at the end. Can you imagine getting yeah. in at seven and ten? Oh, that's where seed? I was going to go, Rob. I was going to go, you know. If, if you look at it today, Tampa's in the playoffs. If you look at it today, San Francisco's in the playoffs. I still believe in those two teams more than I believe in, in, in Minnesota. I'll tell you that right off the bat. More than I believe in the New York Giants. Dallas, I think, is a good team. Legitimately good team. But we know Mike McCarthy's history and Dallas's recent mm-hmm. history in the playoffs. I still believe more in Tampa Bay and San Francisco than the upstart Vikings and Giants. Am I wrong? I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, I agree that you if if those teams get in and get healthier, like if you look at the Bucs and they start to get healthier, they get their center Ryan Jensen back and, and they start getting some pieces back and they start playing better and they start building more chemistry towards the end of the season and they get in as that four seed at seven and ten and they win a home playoff game. And now you go Brady. I, I don't know what the second round matchup might be. So suppose it's Brady, Daniel Jones in New York. Who are you going to take? Uh, I, I would take – they could be 10 and 10 in the Super Bowl. I'm not <laughs> – like that could – you could win three games and get in the Super Bowl at, at 10 and 10. Imagine that in, in a league that keeps sending us all these stats about one uh, a one, one possession game, game, right? Yeah, one possession yeah. game and all this stuff. You yeah. might end up with a, 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 a way below 500 team, but – and then you look at the 49ers, and we know what they have been able to do with Jimmy Garoppolo over the years is win football games. He manages the game. They win with the run. Their defense gets the job done. And, and again, they, they've shown on the road they can go to Dallas and win a playoff game. They go to Green Bay and win a playoff game. Heck, they went to L.A., and it was almost a home game for them last year, and they should have won that yeah. if, if Jakeski yeah. Tart doesn't drop an interception. Uh, they win that one, and they go to the Super Bowl. So those two teams, if they get in, they can make some noise no matter where they play in January. And, and I, I do believe in them more than I would believe in, in Daniel Jones, more than I would believe in, and like you're saying, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, it, it sets up for a wild, wacky potential January, and the Eagles can just sit back there, earn that number one seed, and, and, and watch it unfold in, in the first week of, of the playoffs and then take it where it may go the, the next the, the next game after that when they get to step on the field. All right. Two things for both you guys. You're being disrespectful. <laughs> Be, beware Geno Smith. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'm yeah. sorry. Yes. Neither one of you guys got around to mentioning the team yes. that's leading the <laughs> NFC West that oh. San Francisco is looking up at in its standings. Mm-hmm. That would be the Pete Carroll, Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks. Um, but we'll put them aside for a second. You talked about least creative offense, Tampa. I watched yesterday. You know what I thought was the least creative offense in the NFL yesterday? The Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. What the hell is going on up there? Is Aaron Rodgers so in control that he dictates everything and that they don't run the football, they don't get guys in motion, he just drops back and takes a shot at some guy? Who's Guerrero? I don't even know who that guy is. He targeted him five times yesterday, and I'm going, wait a minute, who is this guy? The Packers are dead in the water. At least you're right. Tampa's below 500, but they're winning their division. Nobody's catching Minnesota in that division. 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers not going to be in the postseason this year and is supposed to make $50 million next year. Where are the Packers going from here, Rob Motti? Yeah, that's a big problem. And, and as disgruntled as Aaron Rodgers seems, and he's not willing to he, – he, he's not even hiding it, right? He's, he's openly criticizing teammates. He's openly criticized the organization. They give him $50 million a year for three years, and he's kind of happy about it, and he comes back and he plays. I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers, not that he, not that he would retire, though some speculate maybe this is it. His love for football will wear off after this, but maybe looks for an, a way out of Green Bay after this. This could be the year that could finally, despite that contract, and, and that could be that would be a whole. I, I'm, I haven't looked at the ramifications of trying to move on from him with that contract and dead cap money, and that's something that we got to look at, but. Aaron Rodgers seems to have reached that point with the organization, with the players that they've provided for him, that they've put surrounded him with, that his unhappiness may reach that level where this could be the final year for him in Green Bay. And, and I, I don't see a, ma a massive turnaround at three and six guys. They got a tough schedule, too. They got to play uh, Dallas this week. Like we said earlier, they're still playing the Eagles. This, this Eagles. is a team. Yeah, they're they're no better than. Uh, an eight nine win team, and and that's if if they get things rolling and turned around at three and six, and it's been a disaster, and and uh, it's it's crazy to see this unfold in Green Bay. But you pay one quarterback fifty plus million dollars; those 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 are the problems you're going to have when you can't afford to have. Yeah, that's Adams where I'm going, Rob. That's where I'm going. Mm. If things continue mm -hmm. the way they're going uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. And right now you look at the betting markets and Jody tells me Jalen Hurts is about even now with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I think he should be number one, but we all know Patrick Mahomes is probably going to win it. Um, are you talking MVP? Are the, MVP, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm. MVP. Uh, we, get me we, a may vote. Have some, we may have some news soon. Yeah, get me a vote, Rob, because uh, people – People getting those votes are not doing justice. To I, 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 in fact, I am actually restructuring the voting system with vo I, removing and adding John. All right. So, All right. I'm going to put my name in the hopper. You want to put your name in the hopper? All right. All right. Put, put, put my name in the hopper. <laughs> but I'll say this. I, 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 you know, Jalen Hurts is eligible for an extension after the season. There's no, there's no more doubt. He's getting an extension from the Philadelphia Eagles. That's no doubt about it. Yeah. Where does it start? And you just talked about Aaron Rodgers at $50 million a year, how that affects the rest of the roster. For some reason, quarterbacks can't understand this, um, that you're not going to have a, as good a supporting cast. Things change once you sign that second contract. Now, the Eagles have a little bit of wiggle room because they can structure it and let Jalen play out the final two years so they won't see the impact till 2024. Mm -hmm. um, but the impact is coming, mm -hmm. uh, and he's going to get top-of-the-line money. They got to seize this championship window, don't they? Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think it starts, when you're talking about a Jalen Hurts contract, it starts at, and I've said this, Kyler Murray and, and more. Yeah. You, you started Kyler Murray. Uh, I thought 
when Kyler Murray got that contract, that it was wild, outrageous, crazy because he hadn't done anything. And, and I know that they felt that they needed to give it to him, but he hadn't done anything. He hadn't won a playoff game. His team's collapsed in the second half. And, and I thought that Jalen Hurts coming into this season was arguably better than Kyler. And then he has certainly proven that this year. Really? You had him ahead of Murray coming in? I, I thought he would. I thought coming into the year, I, I was like, he's he's right there. I just I've never been a Kyler Murray guy. I, I've never felt like you can win with a guy that small who has to run around. He's going to get beat up his body. Hasn't done it. And I, I and, and then when you factor in all the intangibles, Jody, all the okay. stuff that they went through, the intangibles to me, like Jalen's are off the chart compared to Kyler. So you started his because right, Murray's accomplishments were greater. Uh, the Eagles are 8-0 this year. Only in, Oh, you never have 8-0 teams in the NFL. Oh, except last year when the Cardinals were 9-0 under Kyler Murray. So, yeah, and they had to yeah. around get beat in the playoffs. You had to give Kyler Murray's accomplishments a nod over where Jalen Hurts started this year. But Jalen Hurts has gone by him and put him in the rearview mirror. So the money's going to be even higher. How high yeah. is high? And, and that's by the way, Cardinals are 4-11 since that 10-2 start. Four and eleven. That and that's where and that's where you go, John. To your point, quarterbacks don't seem to realize that, except one guy, number twelve in Tampa Bay. He's always realized. Yeah, that they, they got to even taking, yeah. uh, giving money back, done yeah. whatever he had to do to build around him. That's going to be it. That's going to be the area where they got to rely on 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 Howie and his expertise and his genius to be able to put that together. So I like I like how you you explain maybe two more years, right? You still yeah. got them locked in, and then that's where the money kicks in. You get a big signing bonus up front, something like that. But it the impact is coming, and you got to find a way to structure it such that he gets the money he deserves, but you're able to field a, a, a team around him and win with that team. And there's going to have to be sacrifices made. So you're not going to be able to pay everybody. You're going to have whether it's you're going to have to go at running back cheap uh, at tight end cheap, and and you you got AJ Brown making money, Dallas Goddard making money, offensive linemen making a lot of money, defensive linemen making a lot of money. There's going to have to be sacrifices made, and that's where Howie Roseman and his caps expertise is going to really play in and see how they can structure that because Jalen has done everything he needs to do on the field to prove he's he's in the upper echelon of quarterbacks who deserve 40, 45, even $50 million, which is crazy to think about. And At done- Rob Motti on Twitter, EP's lead national NFL writer, Rob. I'll leave you with this because the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I've already said that. Injuries aside, you know, injuries can always change things, but if they're healthy, who are they facing, Kansas City or Buffalo? Uh, I took uh, – Buffalo earlier in the year, I'll stick with Buffalo. Uh, they get the home field advantage because they bo- they beat Kansas City, so they they would have to go through Buffalo. And, and I I just think that 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 team, despite some slip ups along the way, uh, is the best in the AFC. And it, it's a it's a tough competitive AFC man. Those teams yeah. are going to beat each other. Kansas City, I like Baltimore. Uh, it, Cincinnati's coming on and they're strong too. Like it, it's a very unpredictable season in the nfl and and whoever's the last team standing in the afc whether it's buffalo kc 
uh, Baltimore, they're going to have a tough time with that. And I, I'm with you at this point. I, I don't know how the Eagles don't go to the Super Bowl. Glad to see that you guys have caught up since I had the Eagles in the Super Bowl before the season started. It takes um, me. I'm slow, Jody. Uh, I'm okay. slow. Uh, and by the way, Rob, there's only one undefeated team, but there are two undefeated quarterbacks in the National Football League when they've started this year. That would be Jalen Hurts and who? Did mm-hmm. Rob freeze up on us? Ta- Taylor Heineke was undefeated until yesterday. Yeah, no longer undefeated. No longer undefeated. Who's the other undefeated quarterback? In that? Tua, Tua Tungavalo. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. would yeah. be Tua Tungavalo, who you never got around to mentioning when you were going to all those AFC teams. MVP status right there. Top yeah. top three, maybe, right now. You look yeah. at – I go – I'm going, I'm going Tyreek Hill as their MVP before Tua. Nothing against Tua, but Tyreek Hill is – when you, take, when you take Jalen Hurts over A.J. Brown. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. I, I would see those two couplings as very similar. Philadelphia and. I love A.J. Everyone knows uh, how much I love A.J., but Tyreek Hill, man. Oof. Yeah, uh, but I mean. Who's, hey. who's having a bigger impact on their team this year? Tyreek Hill on the Dolphins or A.J. Brown on the Eagles? Man. Well, I think the Eagles are better, but I, I think Tyreek Hill is. I think Tyreek Hill is the most devastating, dominant home run hitter in football but the eagles are eight and oh so you gotta i would argue that aj's had a bigger impact because no that's what i mean yeah he's had a bigger impact because it's a better team who's undefeated but i think who's the better player Tyreek doesn't get those big numbers when uh uh skyler thompson is in the game sure he did he was making big plays with skyler thompson look it up how many touchdowns does Tyreek have this year He's over. He's he's over eleven hundred yards already. A lot of yards. A lot of yards. Yeah. I think he's got two touchdowns. And I, and again, Darius Slay, who's top five cornerback in this league, got one look at him in practice and said, "Ah, oh, I'm going to yeah, take the yeah, day yeah. off." Oh, my ankle. Uh, <laughs> let, let me get a couple more hours off. Uh, Rob, always a pleasure, my friend. You are esteemed here with us here on Birds Three Sixty Five. We thank you much for jumping in. We'll uh, hit you up again next month. Thanks. Buddy. You got it, fellas. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Catch him at uh, AssociatedPress.com. Rob Motti here with us on Birds Three. I got to get that MVP vote. I got to lobby Rob. Uh, good, good. Rob's in charge of that. You know uh, that's and and he uh, very ominously said news to come. So yeah. uh, they, they might be tweaking that in this uh, upcoming year. And it may be Tua Tungabaloa, who is the biggest competition for Jalen Hurts by the time we get to the end of the year. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes, let's be honest. Uh, yeah. You probably Did the Dolphins and the Chiefs play this year? I don't know that. I got I got to look that one up. A um, little head-to-head because, oh, by the way, yes, Tua Tungabaloa has already got head-to-head with Josh Allen. W. Tua. We'll see if uh, Kansas City and Miami play this year. We know the Eagles and the uh, Dolphins don't play until February when they will be matching up in the Jody McDonald predicted Super Bowl this season. All right, quickie timeout. Come back. You know what we're going to do? Put a bow on the show. Stay here. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. 
Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Welcome to Pondley Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pondley Hockey a call. Monday show that's not leading to a Sunday game next Monday night. We got a week, a week from to today. Long time. Damn, a mini buy after and, the buy. And we'll see if the Eagles are benefiting from it, uh, which you should be able to tell us, except I'm betting you can't. What's the Eagles schedule look like this week? We know they Come don't on. play Come till on. Monday. Guess what? How are they getting prepped for this all important commander showdown next Monday? I think it's quaint that you think I have the schedule at this point. Yeah, come on. I, I said that with tongue yeah. firmly, not partially, firmly implanted yeah. in cheek. I knew no. full well you don't have that. Do you even have the schedule for today? No, they're they're not doing anything today. Nothing today. Uh, well, the players are there. They're lifting and 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 doing some stuff, but no media avail, uh, availability. I believe we're going to get the coordinators on Tuesday, but we'll see how that shakes out tomorrow. Um, and then it'll be like a regular week, but pushed back one day. So Thursday becomes Wednesday. The The big day, uh, Friday, uh, is is a Thursday, and Saturday is a Friday um, because it's a Monday night game. So they just push everything I back. You, I think you turned all of those around. Did you mean Wednesday becomes Thursday? Now, Thursday becomes a Wednesday. So Thursday is the big practice of the week, um, the biggest practice of the week. Friday 
is the typical Thursday practice and Saturday is the typical Friday practice for a Sunday game. So so when's walk through Wednesday? Walk through Wednesday would be on a Thursday. Thursday. But what do you call, call walk through on Thursday other than walk through Thursday? I, I think they're going to practice on Thursday. You think uh, so? Full-blooded I practice? Think. That's my prediction. Hands yeah. hitting? Well, no. no. Come on. No, no. Nobody hits. But <laughs> no shot, gonna, no chance. They're going to practice uh, like a real practice on, on Thursday. Yeah, we'll see about that. All right, uh, partner. Uh, we'll scrub up a couple of guests for tomorrow. I'm going to be back here in 22 hours. A good two hours today, at least my opinion. Uh, you up for it again tomorrow? Let's do it. We will be back, Mac and Mac, in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.